This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 730, Saida's IELTS Overall 8 and Riding Woes. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. Today, you'll meet Three Keys student Saida, hear about her excellent overall eight on IELTS, and get advice for breaking through writing challenges. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Good morning or afternoon or evening, IELTS Energy listeners. We have an awesome guest today from Iran. Um, Saida, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jessica, for your kind words. <laughs> you, are, you are awesome, and I'm so happy Thank we you. get to talk to you today. So you are here to share your IELTS journey. And of course, you're here because you got awesome scores, but we're going to dig into this today. So Saida, tell yes. us, why are you taking IELTS? Uh uh, if for this general module I'm taking, it's just for immigration to Canada. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And what scores do you need for that? Because I know a lot of students out there have the same dream as you do. Yeah, the the point is that they are kind of they are kind of tough now, especially in writing, oh. which is which is the tough tough skill I would say for for us as an international people, not, yeah. not English speakers. And that writing part is really is really hard for us to get that seven. For sure. And it, and it and makes a big change. The difference between, for example, writing seven and writing six point five is this the total score, for example, between four hundred five to four hundred seventy. Oh my gosh, that's insane. That's that's huge change, yeah. And it's just half a band point. Half a band. Has half oh. a band, but that has a very I don't know why they made that this, this possible. <laughs> yeah, so. but that is surprising, though. Like, I would think more points should be awarded for the skills you're going to use most, like the listening and the speaking. Like, to be um, part of a community or a society, it's about that sort of communication. Like, how often are you exchanging notes with people? Like, that's weird. I, yeah, it's weird, but they they kind of actually make that on their the under the, the skill that is adaptability. So they want to oh. be sure that you're adaptable to work, to work uh, kind of to jobs here and through writing, you need to do that. You know what? That actually makes a lot of sense to me. And that yeah. connects with what you said earlier about writing being the most difficult part of the exam from an it international is. standpoint, because yeah. 
so much of what you're graded on is is about how you can communicate the way we do in English, right? It's not just about grammar or whatever we break down language into Mm. usually. It's about the overall communicative effect and how a lot of cultures communicate in writing is completely different to how we do. And to to be honest, Iranians are awful in writing and documenting yeah. things. Seriously. <laughs> if you let us talk, we can talk forever. Right. But if, if you tell us, okay, write what you, what you, what you just said, and then we go just dumb. We can't do that. <laughs> so if, even if you ask me write in Farsi, I will give you a very poor writing. That's not, so wow. that's not the, so that's not only the language. It's, it's the writing and it's organizing ideas itself. Yes. So I, so, I, I am not, I'm not poor in vocabulary, right. grammar structure, but I am, I yeah. really need to work, work more on my organizing writings. So this is a really good takeaway though, as like the first point that I want to make for future test takers out there. Guys, if you also come from a culture in which writing is not the norm or even a highly valued part of communication, right? Then you need to start writing immediately. And I'm not talking about IELTS essays. You simply need to to improve the fluency of writing, right? The ease or the comfort of writing. So start journaling, okay? Like, Mm -hmm. I'll put a link to some other resources where I've talked about journaling because it's so important. Guys, come back to the blog, ielts.allearsenglish.com. This is episode 730. Um, So, Saida, that's some advice for you too. Start journaling. Sure. The point is that I actually... uh, I actually don't care about immigration anymore. I just want to improve my writing and I get, oh, gosh. you know, that is, that is my, I don't care about immigration. Seriously. I just, I improved all my skills, but this writing yeah. is on my nerves. I have to beat that. Okay. So let's get into mm-hmm. it. We're, we're going to dig into the writing today for sure, but let's talk about the IELTS journey. All right. Let's get some details here. So yeah. how many times have you taken the exam? Not many, just three. <laughs> okay, but you know, we wish it were just once, right? We all wish it could just be once. No, I, um, yeah. So, what were your most recent scores? Uh, but the, the I had three, but one of them was academic, so something else, and I had two general. The latest I the latest general I had, I got overall eight. Awesome. And listening eight point five reading 8.5, speaking 8, and writing, don't laugh at me, writing 6. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I would never laugh at you. I just, I laugh all the time, but not at you, Saida. But um, I laugh at myself when I saw the score. I was just laughing the whole day. Oh, what the oh, heck gosh. is this? Getting 6 and writing and all overall 8. It was so funny. So. Now, <laughs> when did you get into Three Keys IELTS? Um, actually, it's an interesting story. The, the, the first general I wanted to take, I didn't know anything and I was just kind of searching around on the net mm-hmm. to find a good resource. I couldn't find you actually till the last night of the exam. So, oh, dang. 
That's yeah, too late. That, that's, that was too late, but it really helped me. So I, I'm not a bad speaker, but before the exam, I was just gotten so nervous. And I yeah. just, I was so, I was just inarticulate. I couldn't speak. And oh, my goodness. friends are just, what, what's wrong with you? You are a good speaker. Just, just talk. Yeah. And then I, I would just, but I couldn't. So I searched on YouTube, speaking sample, these things. And then we just encounter your uh, channel. Awesome. I said, oh, that's a good thing. So I listened to a couple of them. I actually get back my self-confidence. Nice. And, yeah. And actually that only, that only three hours of listening to your videos helped me to get 7.5 in the last general. So in the speaking. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So yeah. So after that, I decided to, for the next IELTS, I definitely would do this with Jessica. So <laughs> no, no one else. No one else. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Our YouTube videos have helped a lot of people in speaking yeah. for sure. But yeah. like, if we look at your scores, so these strategies, the sample answers and such helped you to get confidence. You got a 7.5 in speaking, but you still were able to increase that even more once you had the complete system. Yeah, I got, I, yeah, increased half a band at least. That's awesome. Yeah. What about for listening and reading? Did our strategies also help you there? Definitely, you know, it's it's a funny story, but I want to share because many students have this. Uh, when I get to the course, one of the strategies in listening, I would say, "What the heck is Jessica telling me? It's wrong. <laughs> I I I've done this before, and I did it differently. So I'm not going that way. I'm not listening <gasps> to her." And then wait, I, wait, what? Okay, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was just telling myself. I said, and I said, okay, stop, stop, follow the system, and then. I actually did that and it was really helpful. Awesome. So I would never, I would never do the stupid way I was doing before. So <laughs> I stick to your method and I, if sometimes I just, for example, my, my friend asked, well, what do you do for listening? For example, oh, I did, I just listened to that British accent, nice guy and say, mm -hmm. what? Why you don't do that? Why you do that? You should read in advance. I said, no, it's not the system. So I'm not doing that. So yeah, Perfect. that was really helpful. Oh, that was That's really awesome. helpful. And you know, I took IELTS classes when I was back home uh -huh. and they, they actually tell us completely different thing that it didn't work. Yeah. You know, because I think a lot of times teachers are trying to prove their usefulness, right? So we want to make it seem trickier than it is. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I know, exactly. To make it challenging. To make it challenging. Right. With, like to prove to students that you need me, right? Like, exactly. okay, this is, this is the inside trick. Don't do what they're telling you. Do this. But what I tell you in the course is like, Guys, like, just, just follow the instructions. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Yeah. So um, what um, scores did you get before for listening and reading? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before, for, I've, I've never been higher than eight in reading in any of my IELTS tests. 
Okay. So now I'm I 8.5 and I could have been nine. I, I, I really am expected nine for reading. I don't know what, what I did wrong. I, I had only one mistake. So I don't know what was that. I'm not sure, okay. but I've never been higher than eight before. And awesome. now I am. Uh, and for listening, I got the chance to get 8.5 one more time, but in the, in the second IELTS general I did, and mm-hmm. I didn't practice actually the one that I found you last minute. I got 7.5 oh. in that. Oh, crazy. So okay. In my That's... academic, yeah, I'm in my academic, I get 8.5, then I got 7.5, so decrease a lot, and then I'm 8.5. Yeah. With you your know, system. Sometimes when we're seeing fluctuations in our score, and this happens a lot with students when they haven't, like, they've prepared to some extent, but not with like one system. So they're kind of grabbing strategies from a bunch of different people. What ends up happening is you will see fluctuations in your score because some tests are easier than others, you know? Yeah. Uh, but my goal as a teacher of Three Keys IELTS is like, it doesn't matter how difficult the test is, right? It shouldn't matter mm-hmm. what topics come up. If you have the right strategies, then this is how you get the answers every time. So no, with, your, are, yeah. Yeah, with your listening system, I would never go down the 8.5. Never. That's fantastic. So, <laughs> those, so those are great scores, right? I mean, just fantastic. Now let's talk about the writing. Okay. So looking back, why do you feel like you got that six? Do you have any idea? I do have a couple of ideas. Okay. (laughs) Please share them with us. Thank you. Sure. That was the greatest score I got six. Okay. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) So I think uh, the most important was that I didn't actually write. I didn't practice writing much. So that was my fault. I could have, I could have done better practice before, before the exam. But yeah. the point is that in, on the exam day, what I made mistake, I think I'm better in writing task two, task two than task one. I know that task one is easier, but we just, we just, what is my problem? And I found everyone else has this problem. It's just, we just get to very talking about introduction things, repeating the sent, repeating the questions. Yeah. So it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of, you know, kind of word counts that you don't need and you don't get a score on them. So, uh, that was my mistake. And I, and I, conf- I mixed up two bullet points on the exam date. So because it was so topic, it was so general topic for me as a student. It was writing, applying for a work advertisement, something like that. And I just, I I brainstormed, but when I writing, I was just go back to my style of writing email, for example, to my prof or anyone. So when I get back to the question, I said, oh, crap, I I mixed up two bullet points in the first paragraph. So I was obliged to erase. And then so it was kind of a messy, messy exam. And then half an hour, I was on task one. Oh, no. Okay, yeah, there's so the first thing you said was that people think task one is easier. And that is true in academic an academic task one is a, like it should be a no brainer. If you have if you have the three key strategies, academic task one is a no brainer, literally. But it's a whole different story for for general task one. I think general task one is harder than task two because the it's not a so the topics vary widely. They do in task two as well. But the thing is like. There's no, it's impossible to know what to expect as far as 
Like the template for task two, you know you can organize your ideas like this every time. You know you can use these transition phrases every single time, but you can't do that in task one. Because the functions and what you have to do vary so widely from letter to letter. So task one, general, I think takes a lot more preparation than task two. Um, And if you start off in a panicked way and you lose time, task two, you're ruined. Like you're already nervous and like stumbling and then you don't have enough time. So it's impossible to do your best in task two if A, you're already scatterbrained, right? And B, you only have 30 minutes. Like that's impossible. Oh, you have no idea. I got, I got extra paper in the last two minutes. Oh gosh. Because I didn't, I didn't have a space for one, for my last sentence. So how, imagine how was I, uh, how I was under stress. So Oh, you poor thing. Okay, Saida, when is your next exam? I'm planning to register for um, for um, July 27th. July 27th. Okay, cool. Yes. So as we're recording this, we're recording it in advance, but you you have some time, right? Like you have oh, a couple yeah. months, yeah, let's say. Um, so Saida, What is, and guys, this is advice for all test takers out there if you're trying to improve your writing score. First of all, don't write any more letters or essays right now. Like, it's obvious if you're getting a 6 or a 6.5, if you're not getting the score you need, you need to you need to go backwards a little bit, right? Don't keep writing essays or letters because you're going to keep getting the same score. So we have to figure out what's happening there first. So what you need to do is review the strategies. And I know you've reviewed them. I know you've watched them, but go Mm -hmm. back. Okay. Especially focus on the answer part of the modules where I give you the models and how you should be writing. So focus on that. And also think about, guys, when you're comparing, when you're reading model essays or model letters, think about how is this different than yours? And of course, if it's a native speaker writing it, it's going to be a lot different. Don't expect to write the same thing. But nevertheless, look at the ideas because in my models, for example, it, the ideas are deceptively simple. It's not a, you're not graded on the ideas. You're graded on how you communicate them, right? So my, I haven't seen your writing yet, but I will. You're going to get some feedback from me soon, right? Yes. I, yeah, I registered for some feedback sessions. <laughs> yes. So my, my guess, my supposition is that <sighs> Coming into the test with such a high level of English as you, I think you're probably overthinking it a little bit. And this would apply to task one as well, because we're also creative in task one. So I, my advice to you would be, first of all, really limit your brainstorm. Okay, limit mm-hmm. that planning time and write down the first ideas you think of and don't let yourself change your mind while you're writing. Don't let yourself change your mind. Don't, don't have me. Sometimes I brainstorm, I write something else. Then I go back to my brainstorm. Oh, what the heck? I, I, wrote, I wrote something else. It's not even my idea. So, yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know what you mean, but <laughs> I always yes. do that. I know. Okay. So my guess, my guess was correct, I think. Um, yeah, just fundamentally, it's not about your ideas. 
right? And literally the first idea you think of, it's usually the most obvious, the most simple, and that is what you want to go with, okay? Because then what that does is it makes my job easier as an examiner because I can read your essay or your letter and I could think, oh, yes, that is obviously about this bullet point, or yes, this is obviously about the task two question. And that is exactly the state of mind you want me to be in. Because then I'm like, oh, this is easy to understand. I'm thinking seven or higher for task. And then it's your job to impress me in the other categories. So all of the linking words from the templates in the course, right? All mm-hmm. of the vocabulary, like the academic list we give you, all of that stuff is, that's your job. You need to be putting that in your essay. Do you feel like you had organized ideas in task two or was the time too short to do that? I actually was able to organize, but, you know, because I was in so rush. I yeah. don't even remember if I answered the question itself, you know. If right. I know that it was about, for example, children should stop playing video games and instead going back to reading books something. Yeah. But I'm not sure if I was on topic. I, I, oh, I do sure gosh. that I, I, I talked about these two and I organized my say about that. But I'm not sure if I, because I was in rush, I didn't do, you know, keyword picking correctly, probably, right. or so I'm not sure if I was really on topic or okay. off topic. So that's the point. Okay. So here's some thoughts about that. And again, this is for all you test takers out there. Before the exam, you need to practice enough to be very confident in the timing, right, Saida? So before your next exam, you're going to be timing yourself while you're writing for about three weeks before you do the exam. You're going to focus on timing, okay? But before that... Take a step back. So as I said, review, but then the next step is to really focus on the brainstorm and the planning because that's how we make sure to stay on topic, not while we're writing. <laughs> we don't want to leave leave it open there. So while you are in that preparation preparation stage, print out like five task one questions, five task two questions, and only practice brainstorming. So three minutes to plan for task one, five minutes to plan for task two. And the steps there, guys, for brainstorming, what you need to do first when you read the question, underline the keywords in the question. And then when you brainstorm, check back to the question a couple times to make sure that your reasons, your examples, your details, everything is directly connected to that topic, right? And in general training task one, every sentence has to be connected to a bullet point or it doesn't help your score at all. So that's especially important there. Um, And then once you get strong at the brainstorming, then you're ready to continue the process and start the writing phase again, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, good to your point. All right. All right. Saida. I'm writing down. I'm writing down your <laughs> Awesome. Um, Saida, do you have any last words of advice for all of our listeners out there? They're going to take their exam soon. Oh, yeah. Just just stick to Jessica and then... <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then, yeah, she's, she's awesome. The system is working. I do believe in that. 
and then just practice, practice hard and read a lot, read a lot. I'm, I'm now reading uh, to improve my writing and my vocabulary. I'm reading The Economist. So it, it's really helpful. Perfect. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Actually, I listened to a British podcast called No Such Thing as a Fish and they have a special offer to get the econ, like an economist for free. So listen to No Such Thing as a Fish, practice the British accent, and you can also get a free magazine. So there's a tip for you guys. Um, okay. That's fantastic. Saida, I think you you handled your score well, even though one part of it was disappointing. You know sort of what went wrong and what to fix before next time. So the next time you come on the show, right, you're going to be a two-time guest. You're going to tell us how you went from a six to an eight in writing, okay? Perfect. Yeah, I would, I would love to do that. I will awesome. do that. I will. I promise. <laughs> All right, Saida. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Have a great right. day. Thanks. See you too. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.